time for Baseball with the Bard. It's time for Baseball with the Bard. Did you hear the voice say it, Mr. Cross? Hello, everybody. I am Tyler Bard, and that is Noah Cross back for another off-season episode of Baseball with the Bard. But not any off-season episode. It is the very first day. Of spring training games, baby. Noah texted me about two, maybe about maybe 20 minutes ago with his very first lineup card update from the MLB app. And I know he can't be any more excited than we all are, us baseball fans, that baseball is finally back up and running. Now, just to preface this, we are coming to be back uh, to weekly episodes once the season begins. So when we get back into the regular season, we will be back. And I think we'll probably do one more episode before the season begins where Noah and I will be making our World Series champion predictions. And this time it's not just 60 games, ladies and gentlemen. It is 161 games. So it is going to be very, very fun. And yes, Noah, thank you for the reminder in the chat there. Um, we are going to be experiencing a rebranding moving forward. You might see a different name. We might keep the names. We'll see what happens moving forward. But we, as some of you may know, we have two podcasts. We have the Baseball with the Bard podcast and the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment podcast. We found out that Noah is usually the one who's more on point with baseball facts. And I'm the one who's usually more on point with the wrestling facts. So I think it makes sense for us to host the opposite shows. We'll see how it goes going forward. We're not, we're just going to try it out for fun. So join us for those. Next time we have uh, our episodes, we are going to swap host. So not next episode for cross this week, but the one after that, your big boy here is going to be running the show. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun moving forward. No, I don't know about you, but I'm excited for this rebranding. Oh, I'm excited too, man. As, as we know, um, we've just accidentally discovered, as you said, that you yeah. always have uh, the knowledge of what's going on in AEW for CWE. And uh, I always, you know, we write each other's scripts for a reason. Let's put it that right. Way, right. It's li we so. literally write each other's scripts. Um, and it's just, it makes more sense for us to go about it this way. Um, so we're very excited to get started very soon on uh, hosting things that we'll probably be more inclined to host. Uh, so, yes, looking forward to that. But, no, uh, more importantly than that, let's get into the show, buddy. Spring Absolutely. training starts today. We are going to talk about what we are most looking forward to going into this season. Now, as a Red Sox fan, I am most looking forward to see if the pieces that we lost this offseason will play as big of a part as they may seem like they're going to play, like the loss of Andrew Benintendi. Is that going to hurt nearly as much as people seem to think it's going to? I don't think so, um, but I'm really looking forward to seeing if the Sox can even, even potentially carve out a second place in this division. Um, will it happen? I think we'll have to wait and see. It's, it's not looking so great, but uh, it is possible. Eden, thank you so much for tuning in. It sounds so great that we're doing the switch. I appreciate that. Thank you for the enthusiasm. And uh, we'll see where it takes us. But Noah, what are you looking most forward to? I think the aspect of the Yankee season I'm most looking forward to is their new pitching rotation. Um, you have the addition of Tyone. You have the addition of Kluber. 
who is a former Cy Young Award winner. So I'm excited to see what those two can do. I'm excited to see them prove themselves in New York behind that guy right there, Garrett freaking Cole. And I'm excited to see that one, two, three. And I hope it turns into a one, two, three punch. As we oh, always yeah. talk about, uh, teams need that one, two, three punch, or even a one, two punch to be able to sustain any type of, of tenure in the postseason. So I'm excited to see what those three guys can do in pinstripes this year. I'm most looking forward to the new Yankees pitching rotation. Yeah, definitely. That is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Even as a Red Sox fan, I'm excited to see how much these guys are going to be able to tear it up. And as we note, as we noted, as the show began, there are some games today, some scrimmages that are going to be happening. And I have a few of them pictured on screen here for us, for you uh, visual uh, engagers. We have the Red Sox versus the Twins with Evaldi getting the nod against Smeltzer. Uh, again, let's go Sox. Let's see if Evaldi can get back into uh, the form he was in the 2018 postseason. Uh, if we get that Evaldi, the Sox are in some decent shape in that department. Mm -hmm. We've got the Blue Jays versus the Yankees with K going up against King for the Yankees. Uh, anything you're looking forward to seeing out of this game, Noah? Um, not so much in the likes of the pitching matchup, but the Yankees lineup card that I sent you was stacked. I mean, they, they yeah, had they're all playing starter. today. They had every starter out there. Now, does that mean they're gonna play a full five innings, seven innings? No. Um, but yeah, no, you're going no. DJ, Judge, Torres, Voigt, Gary, Frazier, Andujar, Chirinos, and Talkman. That's like yeah. a regular opening day lineup. Exactly, right there. exactly. Um, so I'm excited to see even if they all, even if each of them only hits one time, I'm excited to see that. Yeah, no, that is definitely going to be exciting for uh, the fans who they are allowing to be in attendance to see all of the stars in day one of spring training. You usually don't see that until probably day 10, day 15, uh, mm. where you get all the stars in one lineup getting ready for some normalcy. But we also have the Braves versus the Rays with Wright going up against. Oh, that's. Oh, yeah. He didn't change his hat yet. I'm like, that's they made a mistake there uh, <laughs> against <laughs> against Ellis. They didn't change the icon yep. uh, just yep. yet for him. Uh, but that should be a pretty decent matchup to two forces to be reckoned with. Uh, I am so, so happy that baseball is back ever since the uh, uh, football season has ended. I have been dying for some baseball to start up because I just need that sense of normalcy back in my life. Um, and speaking of some normalcy, there are some names that we've been looking forward to seeing like this name right here, Mr. Shohei Otani, someone who is an exciting player, incredible hitter and pitcher. No, you want to let us know what you had written here about Shohei? Yeah, so the Angels, uh, and as, I don't know if anyone's known this, uh, Shohei Otani has been a two-way player, meaning he can both pitch as a starter and he can hit, like he can wail, and he's an outfielder. Um, and, and MLB The Show games, as you know, I always talk about, I love playing those games. Uh, MLB So 21 coming out in April. You could pre-order now, by the way. Um, and yes, I'm already on that. Okay, anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> the Angels are hoping Otani can be a solid two-way player in 2021. He was hitting triple digits in a pitching session just a week ago, hitting 100 mile an hour on his fastball. I mean, there's regular starters who can't do that. All right. And Otani's doing it. And he's also hitting and keeping his bat hot as well. Um, do we think it's viable to have two way players? Tyler is the big question that I want to talk about here. Is, is it a thing that we might see more of uh, or are they going to ask Otani? Listen, uh, it'd be great. It's cool that you can pitch, but we have a rotation. We have a bullpen. We're going to keep your spot on the bat rack. In well, the that, that would be a mistake 
um, because Shohei Otani is definitely a decent pitcher. Um, he is not as good as he was initially hyped up to be when he mm-hmm. first came over here to the States, mm-hmm. because I don't know about you, but I remember the first time that Shohei Otani had to face the Red Sox, and it was an absolute slaughter. Uh, so if he can't pitch against the top dogs, then, uh, maybe they should just keep him as a, uh, batting presence, but I don't think that that should be a precedent in the league. I think if a guy wants to play both ways, he should be allowed to play both ways. Sure. Um, but that's, again, the team should decide that. I agree with that. Now, my biggest thing is if you look at the, the, the aspect of a pitcher hitting or vice versa, a, a guy who doesn't ever pitch pitching. When you're a pitcher, there's like a tempo that you have to have in a certain amount of like look at Garrett Cole, okay? Right. Like if the Yankees said to Garrett Cole, listen, uh, I know you started yesterday, but you mind hopping in left today? You want to be DH? Yeah, like you mind we need we, should, we, should, we just need the bat. Like that's gonna throw him off, I feel. So I don't know. I, I'm sure Otani's used to it, but I think if they could make him strong in one area, like if he just if they said, Listen, we're not gonna have you pitch, just go out there and wail as much as you can on that ball. I think he'd go back to Japan if they asked him to do that. You think so? Yeah, I think he wants to be a, a utility. He came here as a utility guy. I get that's that. Liter- that was what literally you- his thing. And then he had a home run in his first damn game. Of course he wants to do both. He signed as a pitcher, not a hitter. Yeah, well, I, I think they should find whatever he's stronger at and just do it. I, I mean, they need a pitcher. So, I mean, why not keep him in the line? They need more than the pitcher. You see I, that Exactly. So, he's both. So why not let him do both? He's not going to. He's been there forever. He's not going to. Shohei Otani is not the answer to the Angels' problems. I'm just simply talking about two-way players and how I don't think it's it's viable to have a two-way player. I just think you just listen. What are you good at? Let's get really good at it and go for it. Uh, listen, if he was going out there and and he was just incredible. Now, sure, he had a, a bit of an injury plague season for the last two, right? So he hasn't been 100, percent and that's what that's what this is about. He's looking to be 100 percent 2021, right? But. If he doesn't do it this year, like if he can't be a solid, listen, 100-mile-an-hour fastball through about five, six innings, keeping your team in the game less than three runs, and you know maybe the next day you're playing in right, left, center, whatever, maybe. If he can do that solidly this season, sure. If not, I don't. there's no reason to have that back and forth there because I feel it's just going to hurt him more. It's going to make him look bad. It's not going to make him look like a solid player if he's having one good start and then he's terrible. And he, he can't focus enough on the bat because he's too focused on trying to be a better pitcher. I just think there's too much going on in that in that area. And he's a great player. Just let him be a great player at something. All right. I, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, but if I, I, I get that. If we're just talking about Shohei, though, he should be a, a dual player, in my opinion. Because yeah. I think he's he's proven himself that he can be that player that we're talking about. Um, and, you know, we've got some absolute all-stars like Shohei, but... If we're talking about legends, we got to talk about Miggy. Miguel Cabrera is uh, on track to get to a pretty monumental uh, marker in his career. Cabrera is seeking the 500 career home run mark going into the 2021 season with 487. Will he be able to do it this season, needing only 13? Um, I feel like that question is disrespectful, Noah. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, anything can happen, Tyler. <laughs> are you, what, what are you saying? You're saying you think he might get hurt? Are you trying to put anything that mojo? You trying ha- to put that juju on Miguel hurt. Cabrera? They could not, they could have to shut down the season again. How very dare you? I don't know. I don't know. 
I uh, I think he'll definitely get it within the first half yeah. of the season. He's hitting 26 plus home runs this season. Yeah. Uh, or 25 plus to make it a nice round number. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I know he's also on the track on on track to 3000 hits. Mm. So he is right on track for that, too. I don't have the exact number in front of me here, but I know he is also on track for that as well. So uh, I the best of luck to Miguel Cabrera. This could very well be um, his curtain call season. So we, this could be the final season for Miguel Cabrera's career. And just this picture right here, I had I as I was scrolling through pictures for Miguel Cabrera, I picked this one because you can just tell off of that swing and the trajectory of that ball that this was mm. absolutely a home run. There was no chance that that ball was not getting out of the park. Uh, so Miguel Cabrera, us, we here at the Baseball with the Bard podcast want to wish you the best of luck on your mission to 500 career home runs. You can go shake hands with David Ortiz and meet him on the uh, Hall of Fame when you officially retire, both having 500 home runs on the there check mark. Um, and his hits are at, he has 2,866, so he's 134 away. Easy, uh, easy, easy. He could easily do that this season. He has to has a, have a very decent season to get that done, but yeah. Um, I the last think time Cabrera could do it. The last time he got close was in 2019. He had 139 hits and a batting average of 282. So that's pretty solid. So yeah, average season, yeah. average season. You can get it done. Come on, Miggy, get two records, break, break two personal records, uh, or set two personal milestones, I should say in one season. And everyone will have nothing to say to you about how you play the game anymore. Not that they should anyways. You're insane. It's valid. <laughs> He's, yeah. Oh, Noah, we're at our favorite place. Our yep. place that we used to start off every single episode of Baseball with the Bard, COVID! It was the COVID Cup last season. There are some newer MLB COVID-19 precautions going into place. Noah, you looked some of these up. You want to take this one away? Sure. Um, one of the things I saw was just a quick headline. It just talked about how they're installing plexiglass in between the field and fans, basically making some sort of a of a buffer type of area uh, to That's keep smart. people away, right? To keep air circulation off the field. You got to protect the players. That's obvious. Um, they're the ones uh, that are, you know, going out there every day and they're the ones we want to see. You know, baseballs are going to have masks now that you can see. Uh, got to... <laughs> Got to keep all that juice in, you know? Anyway. The amount of guys who lick the baseballs. I mean, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, there's going to be obvious limited attendance. I'm not – I don't think um, any – and a half percent for most of the stadiums. Okay. So, yeah, that's what I've been hearing as well. I know it's a little uh, a little larger in areas like Florida and Los Angeles. And I know they're actually right. even having – yeah. I know they're even having um, fans in, in attendance for spring training as well. So, like, you could actually buy tickets to a Yankee spring training game. Uh, because – the location of it not that we're going but you can um and my biggest question is how are they going to decide who can attend these games and when so uh tyler there could be no buffer there can't be they can't they as can't in, buffer people doesn't just let people like just go that's it yep there's no screenings they can't they literally can't it would be such a mess oh no no, no. i'm not saying that i'm saying in the sense of so you know how i have season tickets to the yankees right yeah I have the 12, a 12 game pack and I have two other private game, like single games that I have tickets to as well. So I have 14 games oh, sure. in total that I'm I'm just sitting on these tickets now from last year and I transfer them to this season. Right. Yeah. How do I know if, when, if I can go to the stadium and when, like, you know what I mean? How, do, how are they going to decide that 
process. Are they going to say stakeholders get priority? Probably. That's what I'm thinking, right? I mean, I'm just throwing this out there as a conversation piece. If anyone comments on this, please just let me know what you're thinking. It's just one of those things where what are they going to do? What what is their thought process going to be? Like as a season ticket holder, am I going to get first dibs, right? To say, oh, I'm going to go to these games and then everybody else can just buy single game tickets after. Yeah. Um, am I, you know, am I not going to get that option? Are they going to tell me which games I'm going to? Right. And that's the biggest thing with the season ticket being a season ticket holder is they're, they're very flexible usually, but in times like this, you, you, they really, the flexibility, yeah, it might not be there. So um, if you're a season ticket holder, that might just be something you want to look into. Uh, and I've been looking into it a little bit and trying to get some information, but it's, it's not easy just because they're sort of um, coming up with the answers as they go. Right. Not, not everybody has all the answers yet because we're sort of just still experiencing this. I'll tell you one thing. This is probably going to make ticket prices for regular admission a lot more expensive. Um, it's definitely going to cost a lot more to go to a game. A hot dog instead of costing four ninety five is going to cost six ninety five. Um, everything is definitely going to be most expensive. But I plead with people: if you are a baseball fan, please do not stop going to these games uh, unless it's for COVID reasons. If you are uh, not wanting to go out in public for COVID reasons, of course, definitely take care of yourself first. Um, but Baseball has been a safe haven for so many of us for such a long time. I know me and Noah, especially we are uh, happier when we are in a stadium. Uh, so it is, uh, I am hopeful that fans will turn out. I know they will, especially mm -hmm. in the big markets like New York, LA, uh, Florida, Chicago, you're still going to get all your fans there. Uh, but please support your team because they're going to need it. And uh, they have given us everything we wanted last season. Uh, so please go support baseball. They're going to need a little bit of help because uh, otherwise they're going to have to shut it down again. And we got, Oh God, please don't say that. Don't say please that. Please don't, please don't. MLB, I don't want it to happen. MLB shop has tons of sales too. You can support your team that way. So go yeah, buy absolutely. Some, hats, some jerseys. You see my got my Garrett Cole Jersey, baby. Um, you know, all that. Good yeah. Stuff. Definitely grab some merchandise uh, while it is on sale before the season starts. Cause you know, once it's on TV, it ain't going to last very long, but it's on mm -hmm. sale. Um, but we have a headline here that the MLB is starting to become pretty flexible with the 2021 spring training. It's going to be very interesting. I have a few uh, items listed here. I'll read through them and we can pick out some of our uh, favorite things here. So uh, the games do not matter. Uh, as standings would see them. So we're going to see quite a few oddities this spring. For example, we might see some two out innings to keep the time of spring training games down. We're going to see potentially some five inning games, some seven inning games. And eventually I'm sure we're at towards the end, we'll probably get some regular length, nine inning games. Uh, intrigued is one word to describe that. Uh, the two out innings I think is absolute garbage. Uh, and that shouldn't exist. Uh, I can understand the five inning or seven inning games if you have to play two games a day. Uh, but I think it's uh, uh, honestly quite silly uh, that they're doing these things. I don't know if it's uh, flexibility. Oops, wrong one. I don't know if it's flexibility as much as it is them just being cautious. Um, but what are you being cautious of if you're going to have regular games in uh, three weeks time? So uh, I, I, I don't see the purpose of it. I think it's kind of silly. Uh, I thought it was a little silly too. And there's a couple managers who have argued in the sense of saying, you know, they're like, yeah, whatever. And uh, I think Brian Snicker was one of them. He said um, specifically in an MLB article that uh, fans are going to be upset about this. You know, there's going to be a few people who think it's stupid or silly, 
Um, but as a manager, for the most part, it's whatever. Like, you know, if the bases are loaded in a spring trading game and there's two outs and a guy comes to the plate and you're the manager and you're just going to wave to the other manager and say, all right, we're good. Let's go to the next one. Fans are going to be like, whoa, whoa, what are we doing? Um, <laughs> but it, at the way he put it was as a manager, we've already seen what we needed to see. You know, like it doesn't take much right. to uh, in a spring training game. Like, you know, you know what you guys are going to need. They know what they need. So you're not going to push them too much. And if it means we can just sort of, you know, move things along and, and have a more efficient paced spring okay. training. Sure, I get it. And, and as I said, um, it's spring training. Like The games don't matter. Like it's a, they're all scrimmages, literally just to get hot. And ninety percent of the time, you're not even going to be seeing you know your guys out there in a sense of uh, the guys you want to see. You know, like Garrett Cole's not going to pitch a nine inning game. Okay, like it's not happening. All right, right. Um, so you know, in, in that respect, the two the two out innings is kind of weird. I'll that I'll give you. Um, yeah. like I remember last year there was a spring training game where the Yankees were um, uh, they were behind by like two runs. And Mike Ford hit a two-run homer in the bottom. Oh, no, sorry, in the bottom of the ninth. Yeah, to tie the game. And the uh, Aaron Boone looked over at the other manager. I forget who they were playing, and they were just like, "All right, we're good." Yep, and they just left. Like, <laughs> they tied the game in the bottom of the ninth in spring training, and they that's were enough. like, "Man, that's enough for us. Like, we're good. You're good. Yeah, all right, we're good. All right, bye. All right, we're good. We're all and good." I was like, oh, like there's, there's no there's no winner. Like, nope. oh, okay. <laughs> like I was like, oh, all right, that's fine. Um, so I'm gonna kind of uh, compare it to that in a sense, to where you know it's spring training. You're gonna see weird things that don't make any sense, um, but you know the purpose of it is just to get hot for the regular season. So yeah, definitely, definitely. You made you made some pretty valid points here. I do want to take a moment to shout out my Twitch account that we are streaming on live. Uh, you can follow us at Twitch.tv/tbard. What uh five one nine five? Geez, holy cow! I almost said T Bard nineteen ninety five. That was my old name. It's T Bard five one nine five. And while we're on that subject, we got to shout out my buddy Drew, who just subscribed at tier one for three months on a three month streak. So Drew, thank you very much. Drew is the creator of all of my emotes. Yeah, he's looking at you. He's looking at you, Noah. Noah, Drew's looking right at you. Give him, give him the eyes. So, Drew, thank you. All of you can also go give us a follow or a subscription over on Twitch. We are also streaming on Facebook at the Baseball with the Bard Facebook page and on YouTube for the uh, Bard and Cross Entertainment page. So you can find us on any of those platforms where we go live for the podcast. Speaking of podcasts, Noah, we've got some friends here at Clovercrest Media who also make podcasts. Let's take a look at some of our friends that you can find on the Clovercrest Network. Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys yeah. to the city. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know. I crossed up by Kobe. Well, floated Shaq, and then Shaq goes like this, and the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, Devil Woman. Speaking of those Lakers, but I, but I hold on, fun. But I didn't make my. I didn't make my. I said Denver's gonna win. Yeah, you did. You said that. Hey, there's no other show like that. Clovercrest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. When I was 12 years old, I became a Jack Nicholson superfan. This happened almost overnight on an evening in February 1997 when I first saw The Shining. Here's Johnny! In those 20 plus years, I never stopped being a Jack superfan. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Get ready for You Don't Know Jack. Hosted by me. Subscribe today on your favorite podcast platform. 
The Cross and Wrestling Entertainment Podcast presented by Clovercrest Media is what you AEW fans have been looking for. Noah Cross and Tyler Bard give their take on every week's episode of Dynamite. If you are a massive AEW fan, then it is time to join us every Sunday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Stay Crossum. Let's go! Let's go! What a dive! Hell yes! Gotta end on a high note. That was awesome. Oh my god. And like I said, we stream over on Twitch as well. I'll be streaming later today at 2 o'clock with Ray Bay Cosplay playing some Fall Guys. Uh, Going to be a lot of fun over there. So if you want to uh, see that, just come over to the Twitch channel. Drop a follow. You'll get the notification when I go live. And you can see me play that game you were watching right there. Let's get back into it, shall we, Mr. Cross? There Absolutely. have been some teams making big moves in the offseason. You want to carry it away? Absolutely. Yeah, as I'm Got your mid-sip. Got your mid-sip. Mid-sip there. Okay. Uh, yes, teams that have made some big moves over the offseason. And we are going to see if we think it's going to make a difference. That's the biggest question here. So first off of the New York Mets, look at them. Mm. Uh, as you see, Francisco Lindor there on your screen. But the Mets also picked up and acquired this offseason Kevin Pillar and Tyjon Walker, along with um, catcher James McCann was also on that list of, of the players that the Mets have picked up. Uh, funny Quick story. Answer, yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. <laughs> that was the easiest one on the list. <laughs> <laughs> funny story. I'm sitting. Tyler was over at my house yesterday. And we were watching a Survivor, as we do. Always. By the way, Tyler, damn You're you. welcome. Damn you. <laughs> um, and um, my grandfather yells for me. Uh, who My grandparents live downstairs. And he's like, Noah. And I'm like, oh, here, okay. I thought something was wrong. So I run downstairs. And I was like, Papa, what's up? And he's like, do you see the Mets got this guy right here? <laughs> Francisco Lindor. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, this happened. Like in my head, I'm like, this happened like what a month ago. He like gets he ago. gets free passes always. Pop, oh, pop, well, yes, yes. Well, I, I don't forget though. He was also in the hospital slash convalescent home because yeah, of COVID months. for two months, right? So he has no idea what's going on in baseball. So he was like, "Oh, this guy's great." And him and my grandmother, you ready for this? So my grandparents are diehard Yankees fans. My grandmother's favorite is Derek Cheater, and they were comparing Francisco Lindor, the way he talks, the way he holds himself, and the way they saw him in an interview to Derek Cheater. I agree. But they said he is Cheater-like, and they liked They loved him. I think that's a very uh, incredible statement. It's funny enough. I have a quote right on the uh, screen from from Francisco Lindor that says, I feel like I'm Mm -hmm. playing uh, like I'm a little kid playing the best game out there. So why not enjoy it? Francisco Lindor. That's a great, that's great. Uh, It is an incredible quote from him. And I think that is something exactly like Derek Jeter would say. I'm Mm -hmm. doing something that every kid in the world dreams of doing. So why not get out there and enjoy it? Um, Of all the players, uh, huge. This mm-hmm. was one of the biggest moves of the offseason, if not the Yankees re-signing DJ LeMahieu. Um, so this is massive. With Kevin Pillar, Taiwan Walker, and Lindor alone, that was plenty. Uh, nothing more had to be done. They will make the postseason easy. Yeah, I agree. I think this is going to make a difference for the Mets in that respect. They'll make the postseason. I don't think they're going to go extremely far in the postseason. I apologize to Mets fans out there. I love you. Uncle Anthony, I'm here. My friend Evan, I'm sorry. Just not going to happen. Um, It could happen. No. 
They're they'll they'll they're not going to make it past. Who's the, the predictions master here? All right, they're not going to make it past the championships. I don't care. Past the so they're going to make it to the championship. They'll win the divisional round. I think they'll win the division. All right, so they're going like to go. Said, they'll be they'll make to it the championship the against the Dodgers. They'll make it to the playoffs, but they're not going to they're not going to go far. They're going to lose to the Dodgers. Is basically what you're saying. Yeah, if they don't, well, yeah, I could see that. So they would have to beat probably the Padres or the Cardinals. Yep. Damn. Speaking of, we have another uh, team here, the Cardinals, with their massive acquisition this offseason in Nolan Arenado. Uh, They were a good team last year. They're going to be an even better team this year. With the addition of a massive name like Nolan Arenado, Noah, is this enough to push them past the point they made last season? You're going to disagree with me on this one. Uh Uh-huh. No. You know what? The only reason I kind of agree with you, I think it is enough to get them better than they were last season, but the only reason I kind of agree with you is because the Mets will beat them. I think the Mets, if the Mets meet them in the playoffs, the Mets will beat them, and it's going to be Mets-Dodgers in the NLCS, but we'll make those predictions on the next episode of Baseball with the Bard. But yeah, no, uh... (laughs) Did you like it when I whispered, Noah? Yeah, we could stop. Okay. We're going to do the rest of the podcast like no, this now. Maybe you. It's ASMR baseball with the bard. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I apologize to anybody who's wearing headphones right now. Anyone who hates me whispering in their ear, I'll stop doing it now. <laughs> um, yes, I, I think we are on the same page. We agree that it's not going to get them any further in the postseason than they made it last year. But they are definitely going to have a better record and potentially a better uh, vibe to the entire season than they did last year. Okay. Maybe it is. My biggest thing with this is whenever someone moves one, now I'm going to make two separate arguments here. I don't, I don't always say like one, it takes more than one player to win a game. Right. We know that Granted, the Cardinals have a great team. I just don't think Arnado is going to add that much more to what they already can do. I mean, I guess that's fair. That's my biggest argument with that. The next one, though. Yeah, sorry. I prematurely clicked on him. You're good. Uh, over on the Dodgers, we have Mr. Trevor Bauer. Can Trevor Bauer really make the Dodgers any freaking better than they already were? I, well, the, here's the thing, though. <sighs> yes. It looks if they win more than 110 <laughs> wins, I swear to God. If they get more, I honestly think they could win 120 games. Like, they're so damn stacked, and I can't stand it. I absolutely can't stand it. Bauer, I thought I liked you. Now you are on the dark side. The only Dodger I cheer for is Mookie Betts because he had no choice. You had a choice, and you chose to take less money to go to the Dodgers, you filthy son of a bee. We're watching you. All right, I at least I... Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, yeah, okay. Don't, Don't include me in this. Trevor Bauer, I still think you're great. Uh... I, every time I like, I deserve I, the hate. If you took the if you took the picture down, you'd see how much how hard I'm smiling. I just can't stop laughing. Is the biggest thing. Like, every time I just think about Bauer went to the Dodgers, I just can't stop laughing because it just doesn't make any sense. Like nothing that the Dodgers were doing told that told anybody that they needed to go after the. They best- didn't need to go after him. <laughs> The best starting pitcher. <laughs> Nothing. Like, they did not have to do that at all. And they probably still would have been the favorites to win the World Series next year. But now they got him. Now they got Trevor Bauer, even though they don't need him. And yeah. 
it's no, just I'm ridiculous. I'm not gonna lie. I just think it's funny. It's just like, how? Why? What are we doing? We don't this isn't necessary. I but hate it here. Baseball. I hate it here. You know what? Let's just stop talking about him and talk about the biggest questions for my boys, the Boston Red Sox coming up. Will the rotation return to top form? Of course not. Of course, it's not going to be the same rotation we saw in 2018. There's no way um, the current rotation. Will they be back? Who knows? Chris Sale is still dealing with injuries. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez has long lasting effects from COVID of all these coming off injury. Um, so we've got guys who uh, have to come back and prove it. Um, so hopefully they can do those things and, and prove us wrong that uh, approve and not us. Uh, it's a that's a broad statement. Prove the doubters wrong. Um it, when it comes down to it, though, uh, what are they going to accomplish? Are they going to make that second place spot like I'm hoping they make? Who knows? They got to get through the Rays. They got to get through the Jays. They got to get through the Yanks. They got to have an incredible season. But would anyone have said that the 2004 Sox were going to win the World Series? No. So this is a team that loves to live on the bottom. And they love to be thought of as the bottom team. And then they come right back and do it. And there's guys like we have here and Erod. Needs to have a massive season. Absolutely. J.D. Martinez needs to have a massive season. Chris Sale, if he's healthy enough to play, needs to have a massive season. And the one who I think needs to have the biggest season out of all of the players is Rafael Devers. Rafael Devers is going to be the rock that the Red Sox build their city around. They, he is the center point, the capital city of the Boston Red Sox. He is the one who they are going to build this team around, him and Xander Bogarts. But we already knew about Xander Bogarts. This is our star, in my opinion. Rafael Devers is the guy who is going to be the next big thing. And I say that because of the moments this man has had. And I have one pictured right here, Noah. Could you tell me what this moment is? Was this... Yes, it is the moment where he hit a home run off of Aroldis Chapman to tie the game in the bottom of the ninth. How many people have hit a home run off of Aroldis Chapman, Noah? Well, uh, to this point, too too many. And he too many times. (laughs) No, it's like five or six now because of the last few years. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's always when it matters, too. To see a young, upstarting young buck like this guy come in and just he might as well have closed his eyes mm-hmm. and thrown the bat out there. And I, I'm just so excited uh, to see what the future holds for this guy, Rafael Devers, uh, and the the guys we mentioned, Sale, JD, and Erod. I think they have a solid chance of at least landing in third place this season. We'll see. I have high hopes, but I'm not going to put them out there. Okay. Yeah, this, the Sox defense does need to show up every day. You're right there, D. Palladino. Um, they absolutely have to show up because who knows if the offense is going to be able to get it done? Who knows if the pitching is going to be able to get it done? That infield needs to be on their toes, literally and metaphorically, at all times, ready to make the saving plays. So we'll see what the Red Sox can do. But we all know the answers to these next questions. The Yankees moving forward, Noah, take it away. Oh, baby. The New York Yankees and Brent, Brett Gardner Brent, have reunited, by the way. Gardner signed for two years at 5.15 yes. mil. Uh, it's a little bit of a, uh, a hokey kind of deal with like options for both and whatever. Right, bonuses and yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's whatever. Um, but Gardner's back for two years. Very excited. Our very Courtney, exciting. As you know, is very excited to hear that news. So Courtney Gardner's back. <laughs> Courtney is very excited. Very, very. Guardy Party stays in New York. 
Um, Absolutely. The Yankees, a new rotation, get the job done. That was a question we kind of talked about before. You got Garrett Cole there. Just look at the intensity in that man. Mm, Garrett freaking Cole, baby. Uh, Jameson Tyone, Garrett Cole's buddy. I'm I'm excited to see them pitch together. And then Corey freaking Kluber there, uh, former AL Young Award winner. And and it's exciting to see him in pinstripes. So players looking to tear it up in 2021 for the New York Yankees. Obviously, Garrett Cole. That is not even a doubt about it. He came out here last year and did exactly what he had to do. And that was be the best pitcher in the freaking game. And if you ask me, this year in 2021, Garrett Cole will win the Cy Young Award. That is my prediction. Wow. Uh, I was going to ask you, Tyler, what do you think? I, I think Garrett Cole's going to win the Cy Young for the AL. I this think year. It's, a, it's, it's not the boldest of takes because, of course, he's an incredible pitcher. Um, but I think it could be him or potentially another Yankee uh, that we'll be getting to in a moment. Okay. Okay. All right. So, yes, Garrett freaking Cole, I think, will win the AL thing. He's going to tear it up. Also, he's going to tear it up is Jameson Tyone. I think he's going to come out here. He's excited to be playing with Garrett Cole, and he's excited to be playing and get with Garrett Cole again. In spring training York. uni. Absolutely. Look at him. He's going. And Aaron looks Blue- like he lost some weight, too. He looks a little uh, skinnier than he was yeah, last you know, season. That's so what New York will do to you, you know? I mean, oh, it's just, the hair. It's because he cut his hair. That's why. Yeah, yeah, they shave everything off. You know? <laughs> That's true. You're right. You're right. Uh, Aaron Boone. Aaron Boone has already said that Jameson Tyone and Kluber have been looking at uh, top form already in some of their pitching sessions. Oh, so yeah. exciting, exciting to see. And here he is, Corey. That's who Kluber. my pick is for a potential Cy Young winner this season. If Corey Kluber goes to New York to, to the New York Yankees and wins the Cy Young in his first year, sixteen and two will crumble. Oh, sixteen oh, and two. Oh my god! Please. <laughs> oh my god! I will buy the jersey. Ready? Tomorrow. Hold on. Hold on. Let me get in here. Let me just put this down real quick. Tyler's bold take clip of the episode. Corey Kluber will go 16 and two on the season or better and win the Cy Young. What, what's his ERA going to be for the season? 2.4. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, listen, I'm not, I don't, that's great. I hope you are right because yeah. I'll take it. Cause we, listen, we know Garrett Cole is going to be good. All right. You want to know why Garrett Cole was as good as he was with the Astros? Because he had a guy like Justin Verlander to live up to. You want to know why Corey Kluber is going to be as good as he is with the Yankees? Because he has a guy like Garrett Cole to live up to. That is why I think Corey Kluber is going to come in and prove that he was worth the money he's being paid by the Yankees. He's not being paid nearly as much as this man, and neither was Corey Kluber being as paid as much as Justin Verlander when he made the Cy Young Award that he deserved. That is why Corey Kluber has the best potential, I think, in the American League to win the Cy Young. That or my wild card pick for for the Cy Young uh, is Snell back on the Rays. Now, watch it happen. He's going to uh, have a season. Well, no, Snell is on the Padres now, sir. Oh, I'm sorry. They picked up um I, I mixed up their names. Uh Chris Archer. Chris oh, Archer okay. back on the sure. back on the Rays. I I have done that for years those two. Those two I have mixed up their names for so long. I used to do it with Judge and Stanton of the two of the I was just like, yeah, Judge and left. No. No. Uh no, that's not Tyler, no. No, that's <laughs> he does not play left. Oh yeah, you're right. Um no, sorry. Archer back in Ray uh, Ray's uniform. Um I think he could have a massive season. Those fans love him oh, and wow. are very excited to see him back. So he's going to be in an atmosphere where he's going to thrive with uh, going up against guys like this, where he has to prove himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you got Glaber Day, Aaron Judge, and of course the one you noted here, 
Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah, Stanton, again, uh, if you ask me, he is another player who is I think needs to tear it up in 2021. I think he will. I think Stanton's going to really find himself. This is their first full year with their new training team, their first full year with their new coaches yeah. and such. Uh, so I think Stanton's going to be coming in ready to go, guns a-blazing, and I'm looking forward to him hitting 40-plus homers. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. I think he could. I think he could break some records this season, some Yankees hitting records. Um, we'll see. I think this is this is his year. He showed last year that he has his mojo back, mm. uh, and here here's hoping that absolutely. Stan Stan can have. I mean, for you guys at least. No, no, you can uh, this, Tyler. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that he has an incredible season. Um, but yeah, where are the Yankees landing this division? Uh, how, and I know you're going to say first, but yeah. by how much do they edge out the other two teams? Uh, I think the closest team to us will be the Rays just because they're kind of, they're going to be a little, are you going to say the Blue Jays? I am. Yeah, it's a toss up. I, I, I think, think they're, the Rays, they're young blood. Well, look at it this way. You, you, if we're going to say Chris Archer is going to be a Cy Young candidate, I mean, I think the Rays so are going to do, do the good things. How many Cy Young candidates have been on it? Look at the Mets. With the Grom, that's very true. <laughs> well, let's, I don't think we, did they I don't even think get we sixty compare, wins. <laughs> we can't compare the Mets to anything though. Like they're just we like we don't know how they're bad. I like, think we Mets can compare just, them to the Rays. The, the Mets, Rays have been yeah. hot garbage for ten years, and then they had two good years, and everyone puts them in the God tier. It's just it's, you, you chose them to win the World Series. You you because I'm tactical, tier. Noah, and I you understand put them in God tier. Uh, no, no. I said they would win the World Series. I, would I put the Cardinals in God tier or the White Sox in God tier? No, but they can both win the World Series this year. So I'm not putting either of them in that tier, including the Rays. No, they can't. But no, I think the Rays will still finish in second. I, it, it's close. It's it's going to be 90 plus wins and then high 80s, low 80s. And, and that's where this I season will probably go. Thank you. are going to win 100 games. That would be impressive. That They're in a tough division. They're in a very tough division. Uh, so that would be incredibly impressive. It don't matter how bad the Red Sox are. Uh, the Red Sox still managed to eke out a few wins against the Yankees every single year. And for a long ass time, the Red Sox were the winners of that rivalry. Uh, the Yankees have just because of last season taken the lead. Um, but it was even like it was insane how close that uh, rivalry was. But Noah. Thank you for another incredible episode of Baseball with the Bard. Remember that we are going to be switching it up on our next episode. We are going to switch the order of which we sit. Noah's going to be over here. Noah is going to be hosting the next episode of Baseball with the Bard with that stupid Yankee hat on. Uh, and then, of course, on the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment, we will be back to our normal sides. And I will be taking over for that show. Uh, and remember, everybody, if you, too, do love podcasts, why not start one of your own here with us at Clovercrest Media? If you love podcasts, visit clovercrestmedia.com for a wide selection of great shows covering sports, business, relationships, pop culture, politics, and true crime. There are 26 shows on the CMG Network, and if you don't find one you like, start one of your own. We can help you launch your podcast for as little as $15 per month, and clovercrestmedia.com is the website. Make sure you check it out and tell your friends about it. You can visit clovercrestmedia.com and click on the link for the latest on your favorite CMG sports podcasts, as well as blogs and video for all of the latest info. Well, Mr. Cross, it has been another incredible episode, and we will see everyone in just a few minutes for the uh, Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast. My name's Tyler Bard. That over there is Noah Cross. We will see you all in the next podcast.
time for Baseball with the Bard.